Greetings! Tisby is on holiday this week and we'll be back with a full episode next Thursday. Tonight, though, we'd like to pay special tribute to our very own Marcus, who has left us for the allure of a year-long program in Shanghai, China. Their Magic the Gathering scene won't know what hit him. Over Tisby's lifespan, Marcus went from a guest panelist to a full-fledged regular, appearing on over 30 episodes and discussing everything from Diablo to Doctor Who. He made us smile, laugh, and sometimes, very rarely, I mean extremely, really, super rarely, like really rarely, he made us think too. Please enjoy the following highlights from his time on the podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our new panel. Starting off with Marcus. Marcus has actually done quite a bit of work on Gosu. He's currently writing weekly NASL recaps and has written a couple of other things in the comics and gaming section. So Marcus, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing great, Jeff. That's good. Why don't you tell us just a a little bit about yourself and the sort of things that you're interested in? Okay. On Gosu, I'm the StarCraft guy. So that's kind of my main focus. I watch a lot of StarCraft. I play a lot of video games. I'm currently pursuing a degree in Chinese. I'll be living in China over the summer. So that's uh, pretty much what's going on with me. That sounds awesome. <laughs> We're going to finish out this episode doing a, a little bit of what we always do, and that's an open discussion about what sort of nerdy things we've been up to over the past week. Let's start with Marcus on that one. Marcus, have you been playing, watching, reading, or, or doing anything terribly nerdy since we last spoke to you? My Warhammer 40k army, my Sisters of Battle, went undefeated this summer. Undefeated. How many undefeated. Games did you play? And the highlight of that was my cannoness with her giant executioner sword tore open a wave serpent, destroying over 300 points of Eldar. If you understand any of that, you're a dork. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marcus, how much money did you spend to form your domination army? That army, like a cool 300. Uh, Whoa. No, Warhammer is like... What the fuck? You don't, you don't even know, man. That's actually not that much. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Half of that. Half that's Craigslist. Real money. Real money. Warhammer is a a, a, actually a board game, and you buy these very ornate pieces, and they're very they're very expensive. But Marcus, I'm proud of you, and I'm sure that Ben and Steve are very proud of you as well. Good work showing those Eldar. uh, What? 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 (laughs) Freaking knife ears. Diane Lane is in it. Seriously, that movie is 90 minutes of a stroke victim walking around. Is what it is what the old duck threat is. Uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far in saying how how bad I thought it was, but it's definitely like not a good movie. It's a solid kind of one one star uh, attempt. Top there. one star. Yeah. <laughs> You're you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get something right to get that one star. It's a solid meat and potatoes one star. <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember that there's some antagonist who... Marcus, do you remember anything about the plot other than him getting exiled? No, I remember being very, very, very drunk and it being on and <laughs> me having fun with that. I, remember, I just remember what I... I don't remember what it was. I remember how it made me feel. <laughs> it touched me in a bad place <laughs> well maybe it was a place you didn't know you wanted to be touched yeah, yeah exactly you don't Ew. know until you try anyway we had no idea what the fuck was going on but it just didn't matter, mm-hmm. it, didn't matter no. it did not matter a bit it did right. not matter. made up our own dialogue and it was better now I know we've already pointed out all of the flaws in the question but I want to give Marcus a chance 
just to answer what he thinks the best martial art of all time is. If you want to look historically, I think no conglomeration of martial arts and martial study was ever put together as well as 16th century samurai. In no way ever studied before has the practice and dedication to a martial art created such a course of history and really changed a nation. The dedication, like just the, that was all they did was train. They had a jutsu for everything. There's the art of spitting needles from your mouth. There's the art of swimming in armor. The mastery of everything that they conglomerated and the effectiveness of what it used. Like, you know, if you want to look at the most people who were killed per, I guess, per person because someone knew a martial art, you'd have to say samurai. So, Marcus, how do you define a nerd, and what makes you, in your own words, identify as one? I think a nerd is being crazy passionate about something that is purely because the, pa the passion is its own reward. So, an example would be, like, you can be a sports nerd, but being a sports nerd doesn't necessarily mean that you are good at the sport. It means you know everything about it. So being a nerd is like just being obsessed with all the information that you can draw out of something and, get, and having that you know, geeky sense of uh, wanting to share your passion with other people and letting that passion define you. And how I identify myself as a nerd is because I, I do just that. So I identify myself as a Warhammer nerd, not just because I play Warhammer and I like the painting. That is kind of the base level, although you could argue that playing any Warhammer is a nerdy. But I define myself as a passionate nerd about it because I wait for the press releases. I go online to Reddit, to the Warhammer subreddit, and I look at all the cool paint jobs and you know discuss color schemes online, and I share my passion with other like-minded nerds. And that really, I think, is the level that separates being a fan of something and being a nerd of something. So like your, racial final, in this thing? your final category for the draft oh, round great. is uh, the Hunger Games. Oh, Marcus! Oh, no! <laughs> oh, we fucked that up. <laughs> fucked that up big time. You got that. <laughs> oh, no. No points to So by side. process of elimination, that Answers leaves Rob versus Marcus for the Hunger Games questions. Fuck <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right. So, Rob, Katniss achieves her first kills by utilizing a nest of oversized wasps. What are these deadly insects called? <laughs> oh, I remember this. Yeah. Fuck. Um, they're like jack something. Um, it's jacker. Uh, tracker jackers? That is correct. Ah, yes! Woohoo! All right. One, two, three points for Team Greatest Generation. All right, Marcus. Jackers, really? I've not seen the movie nor read the book. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Wikipedia research going into this one. Yeah. So uh, best of luck to you, Marcus, on your wild guess. <laughs> what is the name of the highly poisonous berries which Katniss and Peeta threaten to eat near the end of the games? Oh God, I know this one. It's um, they were called uh, is it Nightlock? That is correct. Yes! Woo! Yeah! Revengeance! Revengeance! Alright, that is the end of round one. It's lightning, bitches. <laughs> Marcus. In Sherlock's The Great Game, Moriarty for forces Sherlock to solve three mysterious cases by strapping bombs to civilians and threatening to detonate them. False. That's way too uncivilized. 
Well, it's false, but it's because it's five, not three. Uh, so you are correct. Sweet. Well done, Marcus. Um, Marcus! It's like your life, man. You get the answer wrong, but it works out right. <laughs> oh, uh, yep. Oh, Marcus, you are getting all the Hunger Games questions, huh? Uh, in the first Hunger Games book, the final four survivors are Katniss, Peeta, Thresh, and Kato. Uh, no. False is correct. God, I fucking love Marcus. <laughs> no. 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 Um, oh, God. There's a there's a proportion there's a perspective problem with the movie in terms of how it's treating saving people in life and death. But Marcus, go ahead. Uh, it's just like or just like the U.S. military. It's just like within ten minutes, Superman is like, everyone get inside your you know your barber shops. <laughs> and, and, and the U.S. government is carpet bombing the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, in small mill, yeah. Within, yeah. within ten minutes, and yeah, the buildings like... are still there, and you're like, there's people. Like the sun has not moved at all in the sky. Like it is literally like ten minutes later. <laughs> I always they lock the little the bolt lock. <laughs> so Marcus, if you were bent on world domination or world destruction, what would your plan be? Dinosaur army. Yes. <laughs> just, <laughs> nice. Just, yeah, like. Pterodactyls like taking old World War II bombs and dropping them. Uh, just overwhelming waves of raptors and like you know like you know how like in the scenes, yeah, you know like in the scenes in like Lord of the Rings when it's just like all those oh, goblins and orcs and then there were the urukai. Like the T Rex would be like the urukai. Right. And then the goblins and orcs would be like the raptors, mm -hmm. and they would just go in and just overwhelm anything. Nice. Now, are these regular dinosaurs or zombie dinosaurs? No, they're, they're regular dinosaurs. They need oh. they need the agility. Right. That See, being it's zombie. simple, Jeff. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if regular dinosaurs could do it. I feel like they need some level of enhancement. I'm... Well, no, no. That, that's why you have to have a sufficient air force of pterodactyls, I think, as well. Okay. Uh, and, you know, like. That's cool. it, <laughs> exactly. Just if you had enough of them. Mm -hmm. And they could make the screeching sound. Oh, yeah, abso absolutely the screeching sound. And, and none of this feathered dinosaur bullshit that actually happened. I'm talking about the scale of dinosaurs <laughs> that Gilbert we saw dinosaurs. in our books as children. <laughs> <laughs> and rounding out the panel, we have our dungeon master, Marcus. Marcus, how's it going? This level 21 college student finds himself in a dingy college dorm drinking a rolling rock. <laughs> it's going to be like that. This is going to be, like. be a long episode. <laughs> uh, Marcus, this is your final episode, possibly. So Maybe. do you want to make any shout outs? Uh, shout out to, you know, Tisby, all that. That's uh, it's, been, uh, it's been pretty cool. And uh, maybe I'll be back. I don't know. I'll try. You can find me at Marcus T. Wallace on Twitter. I suppose I should plug my Weibo at this point uh, if, for all our Chinese viewers, listeners. Viewers, uh, listeners. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> but yeah, so that's about it. I'll catch you guys later. Marcus, from all of us, best of luck out there. And see you later, Space Cowboy. You can have your